It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Not every NBA roster can be loaded with stars. Role players are so important to a good basketball team. Of course, we know the Sacramento Kings weren't a good basketball team this season, but there were three role players in particular on this team from day one to the final day of the season whose futures may be in question. I'm talking about Chemezi Metu, Damian Jones, and Terrence Davis on this final Locked on Kings season review. We'll talk about the year that they had, what their futures look like in Sacramento, plus, of course, commentary and analysis from Kings radio broadcaster Gary Gerald right here on the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen. 
ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on King. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member the last seven years, just wrapped up my eighth season covering Kings basketball. This is my fifth year hosting the Locked On Kings podcast, and I have the pleasure of working for ABC 10 News in Sacramento. And if you've missed my five King season reviews before this sixth and final one today, you need to go and check those out. Did one on De'Aaron Fox, did one on uh, uh, Davion Mitchell, did one on Harrison Barnes, one on Kings general manager Monty McNair slash associate head coach Alvin Gentry. And then I did one on a group of players, the Uh, Six players that the Kings acquired at the trade deadline. This final one focuses on three other Kings players who were here all season long. Terrence Davis, Chemezi Metu, uh, and Damian Jones. We'll talk about all three of these guys, what they did well, where they struggled, look at some of their numbers. Uh, We'll also talk about what their futures look like, give you an update on their contract situation, whether or not I feel they can be good fits for the Sacramento Kings continuing forward onto next season, what kind of role that they could have uh, for this Kings team. But that's all coming after analysis and insight for the final time from Gary Gerald, legendary Sacramento Kings radio play-by-play announcer. G-Man has been with me for every single one of these reviews. I could not be more thankful uh, for him taking the time here on Locked on Kings. Uh, to share his thoughts, to share his insight uh, with us. Really appreciate that from him. So for the final time, here are G-Man's thoughts on Terrence Davis, Chemezi Metu, and Damian Jones in this Sacramento Kings season review. I got two more questions for you, and they all have to do with three players who were on this team all season long. I'm talking about Damian Jones, Chemezi Metu, and uh, Terrence Davis. I want to start with Damian Jones because he has won me over in such a major way, G-Man, to where I am hoping uh, that he comes back. Uh, both Kyle, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think it was Kyle. I can't remember. On the, it was Kenny Thomas who said on the Kings uh, pregame show, or rather postgame show with Kyle Draper, they were talking about whether or not it should be on the Kings priority list to try and bring Damian Jones back. And to me, he should be on the priority list. He has proven to be a consistent, and I think that's the big word for me with him, is consistently I know what he provides on a nightly basis to where he played minutes as a starter and it didn't look like he didn't belong. He came in off the bench in some games, made a significant impact. I'm I'm realistic with what to expect from him, mm-hmm. but he is not someone that I would be upset with having on the Kings for another contract and another stint here. What did you see from him and not just his play this year, but his development over the last couple of years here in Sacramento? Well, the development, here, here's a guy who in my mind is, is in the process of paying his dues and has paid his dues. And he's been in the league, what, six years now or something like that. And he's, you know, he's, he's showed what he's capable of doing and I love the fact that he was always ready. It seemed like you there were, you go through stretches where he didn't get very much playing time. But when he was called on, he'd make a contribution. Mm. And I, I just I like the effort. I, I like I get to know him a little bit as an individual. And he's got a, a, an effervescent type of a personality. And I think he he enjoys what he's doing. 
and I'm I'm big on people having fun when they're working. And mm -hmm. I think it's important if you're going to have success, you've got to enjoy that journey. And I think he clearly enjoys it. And now, you know, he's graduated to the point where he's going to generate some interest around the league. And I think he'll, he'll, he'll have some offers thrown in his direction. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the Kings think and how much they want to rely on him to being one of those pieces, be it as a, a role player off the bench or, or whatever. But clearly it's been, it's been fun watching him down the stretch of this season. And he's been one of the real bright spots. You could say the same to some extent for Chimezi Metu and his development mm -hmm. here in Sacramento. Uh, and even and he had a big moment. Uh, I think it was this season that he had the game-winning three-pointer that he hit this season earlier on in the year. Or maybe that was last season. They all tie together for me. It was this year. It was this year. Right. Thank you. Uh, and then, uh, so I'm going to lump him in with Terrence Davis, who unfortunately we haven't seen for a while because of right. his season-ending injury. And he's someone that I think, and a lot of fans think, would have fit in excellent with the yep. Kings, this now post-trade version of the Sacramento Kings. Those two names, we don't know about their futures in Sacramento or by any means, but just any thoughts that come to mind with those two players, what you saw from them this season and what they could continue to be in Sacramento. Well, let's start with Chemezi. I, I love the fact that he has so much confidence in himself. He's not afraid to shoot that perimeter three. He's not afraid to go inside and challenge big bodies. And I, I love seeing the development from him uh, he spent his first couple of years in the Spurs organization with Popovich, and I think that that's been certainly was beneficial to him. I think that in Sacramento, you know, it remains to be seen if he's going to be one of those pieces or not. I think he's proved that he he's worthy of consideration. There's no question about that. As for Terrence Davis, I'm I'm really intrigued. And I I think the Kings really missed having him down the stretch, and like you say. You know, you'd want to stretch the offense, and he's one of those guys who can do it. And we saw him, he streaky as can be, when he gets it going, mm. look out. I mean, he can light it up and put up big numbers in a hurry. I've watched him, Matt, in, in the late stages of the season, after they had the, the protective device taken off of his wrist, he had the surgery. I watched him first with it on, numerous times out there just working, breaking amazing sweat but doing everything with the left hand mm. and i'm thinking when he comes back he's got a new weapon because he's going to be able to fool some people and use the left hand mm. then he gets rid of the protective device on the right wrist and i've seen him again working out working out. i watched him the other night and i i lost track but he launched somewhere in the vicinity of 123 point shots working around the horn in both directions and he knocked down somewhere around 70 to 75 of that 120. And yes, you could see the fatigue factor setting in. There wasn't the lift in the legs late in that session, but he really works hard. And I love guys that work hard. And I, I, I'm intrigued by him. I, I think as young as he is, as athletic as he is, and as good of a three-point shooter as he is and can be even better, he could he could have a great future off the Sacramento Kings bench. This episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by NBA Prize Picks. If you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, you need to try the award-winning app Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this app. I know you will too. It takes all the hassle out of normal NBA fantasy, uh, and it's 
great because you can play at any time of the year. You can even pick it up and start playing right now, even though we're in the playoffs. Yeah. Fantasy sports, NBA fantasy still going on at Price Picks, even though the Sacramento Kings and regular season is done with. And Price Picks is very easy to use. You pick two to five players and over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Price Picks is safe. They offer fast withdrawals. You can use their award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play right now, and they offer props. Across the board, any props that you could think of from points scored to rebounds to steals. They also allow mixed sport entries. You can bet on basketball while also betting on baseball right now. Uh, they have so much basketball, baseball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and so much more. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for Longtown Kings listeners. You can get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point, but you must use promo code NBA to cash in on that offer. Again, promo code NBA. $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick uh, entry scores a single point. Make sure you are playing fantasy basketball the way it was meant to be played with prize picks. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I really wonder what the Sacramento Kings would have looked like and if their shooting issues after the trade deadline would have been significantly better or at least noticeably better had Terrence Davis been available to play. Terrence Davis, it feels like he was out basically the entire season. He did play 30 games for the Sacramento Kings this season. And in those 30 games, he was as streaky as he is known to be. Terrence Davis, uh, still young, known for his outside shooting, although did have some defensive moments, did have some moments where he got his teammates involved, also put the ball on the floor and attacked the basket a little bit. But Terrence Davis's ability to space the floor, his potential replacement for Buddy Heald as a shooter is what got him traded to Sacramento last season and what interested so many Kings fans, I guess is the best way to say. Davis, significantly cheaper than Buddy Heald is, doesn't need to take the high volume of threes that Buddy Heald does in order to be effective. The Kings also don't or wouldn't necessarily rely on Terrence Davis as heavily as they rely on Buddy Heald, especially after this trade deadline. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see what Terrence Davis could have been uh, with this Kings group. And I do believe that he would have been a nice fit. He would have certainly added uh, to the Kings floor spacing that really struggled after trading away their best shooters. So looking at the numbers for Terrence Davis this season in the 30 games that he played for the Sacramento Kings, his scoring dipped a little bit from uh, from last season's 27 games with the Kings to this season from 11.1 points to 10.4, but that's not really that significant. He only played about 18 
minutes per game. Shot 42% from the field, 32% from three-point range. That's a number that needs to come up if Terrence Davis is going to carve himself a role for the Sacramento Kings uh, team going forward. And he shot five three-pointers per game, making 1.6. His free throw percentage, really strong. One of the best on the team at 81, rounded up to 82%. Also grabbed around three rebounds, one assist per game. Terrence Davis's contract situation uh, is as follows. He basically has one more year under contract for the Sacramento Kings, uh, owed $4 million next season as he was owed $4 million this season. So as an expiring contract, Davis is someone who could be moved this offseason potentially, or he could be someone that easily the Kings bring back. And out of the three players we're talking about, Davis, Metu, and Jones, If there is one that is more than likely going to be coming back, I think it's Terrence Davis. But the question is in what kind of role? Because to me, as much as I see the fit that Terrence Davis can be, and I've had conversations about what does that starting uh, two spot look like for the Sacramento Kings going forward, or if the Kings were to deal Harrison Barnes, what does their starting three spot look like? And I've had people say, what about Terrence Davis? He could be that starting two. He could be that starting three. Yeah, I do have recency bias. But from my memory of watching Terrence Davis play, the inconsistencies concern me more than the inconsistencies of DiVincenzo or Davion Mitchell or Harrison Barnes, significantly more. I think Terrence Davis is far more streaky. He can be that volume shooter and scorer that can give you a great game and a barrage of points off the bench from time to time. But as a starter, someone who you're going to be relying on to hit a lot of shots and score a decent amount of points when out there with both De'Aaron Fox and uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Again, I think the two of them could get him good looks and he could make teams pay for crashing hard or double-teaming Sabonis or Fox, meeting them at the rim. But even in a 30-game sample size, even though there was a fair few games where he had solid performances, especially towards the end before he got hurt and and had a season-ending injury, I'm just not convinced. I do believe Terrence Davis could be a nice option for the Kings coming off the bench, especially... Let's say the Kings don't add any significant upgrade to that two spot. Let's say De'Aaron Fox and Dante DiVincenzo, you're starting one and two. You have Davion Mitchell coming off the bench as your sixth man. Terrence Davis is not a bad seventh. Someone who can come into the game if Dante DiVincenzo is struggling offensively right away, can play with Fox, can play with Mitchell. And if you want to go small, can easily step into that three spot as well. The versatility of Davis as a scorer, I think is important at six foot four. So I like the idea of Terrence Davis returning to the Sacramento Kings next season. I just don't like the idea necessarily of Terrence Davis being a starter, but I'm curious your thoughts on that. Send them to me at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me mattgeorgesports at gmail.com or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. If there is a unsung MVP of the season for the Sacramento Kings, I'm giving it to Damian Jones. Damian Jones impressed the hell out of me this year. And he earned every opportunity he got this year, especially when he basically took over the starting center spot when both DeMontis Sabonis, uh, well, when DeMontis Sabonis was hurt and when Rashawn Holmes was out because of his personal issues that he's going through right now. Damian Jones played very, very well. And I think Damian Jones could be a great, maybe not great, a good to find solid rotational big man for the Kings. I think he could be, a very nice asset off the bench. And what I like the most about Damian Jones is I know what I'm getting from Damian Jones on a nightly basis. And it doesn't necessarily be, mean it's numbers related. It doesn't mean he's going to grab 10 rebounds a night. It doesn't mean he's going to score 10 points a night. 
but I know Damian Jones is going to come in. He's going to play with energy. He's going to play with hustle. He's going to crash the boards defensively. He's at least going to have a presence in the paint. I love what Damian Jones brings. Now, I don't love that Damian Jones isn't under contract for next year. Damian Jones, an unrestricted free agent. Now, I don't think Jones is going to demand a high price tag on the open market, but the Kings cap space right now, especially if they're going to be bringing back Dante DiVincenzo, which we expect them to do so, especially if they want to keep their books flexible to maybe go and make another splash this offseason. They might not have a whole lot of money to be willing to spend on a guy like Jones, even if he has upside, he just might not be worth it to them. To me, he's worth it. I like Damian Jones a lot, especially if you're going to be dealing with Sean Holmes as your backup big. But, I mean, Damian Jones made $1.9, basically $2 million this year. I don't expect him to make too much more money than that in free agency this year. Maybe he gets three, maybe he gets four. Are the Kings comfortable paying him three to four million dollars? Maybe over, let's say, three to four million dollars a year on a two or three year deal. I certainly don't hate it. You might be able to get him for cheaper, but I also wouldn't be surprised if a team does come in, a team that is looking, a good team that is looking for the rotational minutes and presence that Damian Jones provides. I mean, remember, Damian Jones came from the Golden State Warriors organization, so he has their eye already. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Warriors try to get him back. Would he choose that over Sacramento? I wouldn't blame him for doing so. I hope Damian Jones returns. And he had a good season for the Sacramento Kings this year. Played in 56 games, started in 15, averaged eight points a game, only four rebounds. That's a number that I would like to see come up. Uh, 1.2 assists, also just shy of a block shot. He shot 66, if you round up, 66% from the field. Extremely efficient around the rim. Uh, and actually did uh, hit a couple of three-pointers this year, shot 34% uh, from three-point ranges. Uh, 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 Free-throw percentage at 71%, of course, could come up. Uh, but overall, very solid season for Damian Jones. Very happy with what I saw. I hope he remains the Sacramento King next year. Chemezi Metu is, I guess, and this might seem harsh, the least exciting for me out of the three, and it's not because I, I, I don't, like Metu by any means, because I'm I'm a fan of Chibezi Metu. So I think he plays very, very hard. I think he carved out a role for himself last season and had to work hard coming back from injury. Remember when Jonas Valanciunas pulled him off the rim and hurt himself, he was on a roll at that point in time and he had to work his way back to that. And Metu played in stretches where he was a starter, an important piece for the Kings. And then he played in stretches where he didn't get on the floor at all. It was kind of an up and down season for Chibezi Metu. He had a great moment, like his game winner, as, as G-Man pointed out against the Dallas Mavericks. And then he had games where he was on the floor, but you wouldn't really notice it. Stats-wise, he continues to improve every single year. Averaged just shy of nine points per game. Shot 45% from the field, 30% from three-point range, 78% from the free-throw lines. Played in 60 games for the Kings, so he was already always available. 20 of those games uh, he started. Five rebounds, or just shy of six rebounds, an assist, and a, a steal a game. Like, Chemezi Metu's numbers aren't bad. But again, this is where we, we talk about fringe talent. All three of these guys can be labeled that we're talking about as fringe talent. And the Kings have too much fringe talent on this roster, in my opinion, to be a good basketball team. So maybe you can get away with keeping two of these guys. Keeping all three of them, I think is pushing it. Now, it might be fair to say, just because of their contract situations, that if the Kings are going to hold on to two, it's more than likely going to be Terrence Davis and Shemezi Metu over Damian Jones. Because Shemezi Metu is technically under contract 
for the Kings next season for $1.9 million. However, none of that money is guaranteed, meaning the Kings can waive him and that money's off the books. They don't have to pay it out. It doesn't uh, affect their cap, nothing. They can get rid of Chemezi Metu this offseason if they want to, even though he is under contract for one more season. They have the option. It's essentially a team option. So I wouldn't hate to see Chemezi Metu back. I don't know what his role would be if he does come back. If if you're looking for a big man rotation player that could actually uh, serve a role on the Kings going forward, I like Damian Jones over Chemezi Metu in that spot. That's me personally, unless you upgrade your backup center position, which... I mean, there might be options out there. I don't know. But out of these three players, if the Kings only picked one, I think they'd pick Terrence Davis. If they picked two out of the three, I would pick Terrence Davis and Damian Jones. Actually, I would pick Damian Jones over Terrence Davis personally, but that I don't think that's realistic. And if it were the Kings, if it were Monty McNair, it would probably be Metu and Davis. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if only one of these three guys are back. I would be pretty surprised if none of these three guys are back. I'm pretty sure that McNair likes Davis enough that he's not going anywhere. But again, he is an expiring contract that could be moved this offseason. So out of those three guys, tell me a little bit about what you thought about their season, what you think about their futures with the Sacramento Kings. Let me know what you're thinking. At Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. I have more great content for you coming on Locked on Kings next week. I'll preview four episodes of very different uh, uh, topics that we're going to be discussing as the offseason continues to get underway here. After I tell you about BetOnline, they were with us all season long, and they can continue to make you money even during the offseason. Use your Kings knowledge to cash in with the number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So now that you have six straight days of Locked on Kings season reviews, we can focus on the offseason and the future. No podcast tomorrow unless you're listening to this on Sunday. Uh, If so, I hope you're having a great Sunday. On Monday... 
I'm expected to be joined by Jill Adge, and we are going to go through the recent list of candidates by both Woj and Shams that were reported that the Kings have requested and gotten permission to have interviews for, plus other names that could be out there for the Kings coaching search, which names we like, which names we potentially avoid. Jill is so good at getting you the extra information that you didn't necessarily know about, about both candidates you've heard of and maybe some candidates that you haven't heard of. Jill and I will discuss that in great detail on Monday. On Tuesday, I'm expected to be joined by my colleague from ABC 10, Walt Gray. We're going to discuss maybe a bit of a controversial topic, which is looking at the 16 straight years of the Kings being bad in this playoff drought. Are the fans somewhat to blame for that? Are they somewhat to blame for the Kings losing culture? Again, controversial, but Walt has some thoughts on that. We'll discuss that. And then on back-to-back episodes, I'm going to be joined by my friend uh, Franklin Cardicelli from uh, the Return of the Roar podcast, my former co-worker at Sports 1140 KHDK. Frankie and I are going to discuss two very different things. One, the recent comments from DeMarcus Cousins in an article earlier this week, kind of bashing the Kings, but saying some things that honestly I and maybe Frankie agree with. We'll discuss that. And then the final episode with Frankie, the second episode on Thursday, at least that's the plan, is a hypothetical, what if the Sacramento Kings won the draft lottery and got the number one overall pick? What would be the different scenarios that the Kings could play out this offseason, which would be more likely? Frankie and I will discuss that. That's all coming next week on the Locked On Kings podcast. I hope you'll join me for all of those episodes. Appreciate appreciate you joining me for all or one of these reviews. If you missed some of the reviews, I encourage you to go back and check them out and make sure you're sharing with me your thoughts on any of the players, coaches, general managers that we reviewed during this series. Uh, please feel free to uh, leave your thoughts on that. Also, huge, huge thank you to the G-Man Gary Gerald for joining me in each one of these episodes. It's a real treat as always to have him on. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did, and I can't wait to have you join me next week. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.